You're listening to the First Fight Podcast, home of the people and stories behind the fight. I'm Jennifer Anderson, the host and creator. My goal is to give you a peek into the remarkable world of fighting and create a platform for fighters to tell their stories. In each episode of this series, a different fighter shares a transformative story of their first time. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a couple weeks off because we had a baby. So, and she's actually joining us as my co-host today. Hopefully she'll be quiet. But um, this is my good friend, Corey Meeks. I met Corey years ago, um, training at Rufus Board in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he is back in the Midwest, fellow Midwesterner. Um, And he's going to give us a little background into how he got started and tell us about his first fight. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me on Jen. So it's uh, it's good to catch up. It's been a little while. Um, yeah. So I'm located in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, that's where I'm born and raised. Uh, I spent a little bit of time up in Milwaukee, like Jen said. Um, I think we met at Rufus sport probably around 2013, maybe give or take. So yeah, I guess my journey in martial arts started in like early 2010. So I had just moved back to Ohio from California and uh, I had a buddy who was training in jiu-jitsu at the time. And, you know, I just had a brief wrestling background through junior high, high school. Um, this buddy introduced me to jiu-jitsu thinking I would like, you know, like to check it out. So dove into that you know, probably about six months in, you know, decided I wanted to take a fight. So, you know, back in those days, especially here in Columbus, we didn't really have, um, you know, like a centralized, like location, like training facility, you know, where everything was in house, you know, we didn't have like a jujitsu, wrestling, boxing, Muay Thai, um, all in under one roof. Um, so, Back in those days, I think I was I was doing jujitsu at like a Helson Gracie gym here, and uh, traveling to a, a guy's garage. Another, uh, uh, he was a local professional fighter here at the time, um, Anthony Jaime, and you know he was training and striking out of his garage, teaching me some Muay Thai, and uh, yeah, took a fight with um, first amateur fight was with a, a promotion called NAAFS. Um, back in July of 2010. So actually Stipe uh, held their heavyweight title for, for a while with that local promotion, I think before he jumped to the UFC. So that was kind of cool. They came to Columbus. They were more, I would say, focused on like the Cleveland market at the time. Um, So uh, they would do shows here and there in Columbus. So was able to hop on one of those and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I just remember it being quite a bit of a whirlwind, <laughs> um, to say the least. So yeah. Um, day of the fight, uh, you know, I, I can remember I had like, you know, you, you get your, uh, you know, they tell you like pick a song out, blah, 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 all that, you know, what your walkout song is going to be, you know, had one in mind, get there. They're like, ah, oh, no, we can't do that one. I was like, all right, well I'll do whatever. And, um, 
in the back, you know, you're uh, starting to warm up, you know, getting your hands wrapped. And that's like, I feel like for me, that was always the point, you know, back in the back where it's like, oh shit, you know, this is, this is about to get real, you know, like hands are getting wrapped, you know, your heart rate starts to increase a little bit. Things, uh, you are like, you know, I can't, I can't just go out to my car and drive off and uh, get out of here at this point. So, um, I hate like, it backstage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the worst Great. part, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You just have a whirlwind of emotions and, you know, I think like something key, you know, having people around you that know how you operate as a person, as an athlete, like, you know, I think a good coach, you know, a good business leader, they understand that out of somebody and they, you know, I think they can get somebody to best operate under the circumstances, um, you know, based on that person's personality. Um, I think that goes a long way. So luckily had some people around me at that time that, you know, were able to kind of help me keep my navigation in the, in the right direction (laughs) walking in there. So yeah, I remember walking to the cage. Uh, I just ended up wearing headphones because, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, just kind of, you know, I think as a as an athlete, you tend to like build certain rituals leading up to like a competition, and you know, obviously you tweak those along the way. Uh, you know, as you learn how to better operate under certain circumstances. So, you know, that was kind of trial and error with that first one. It was just like tunnel vision. <laughs> you see lights. It was. It's like the whole place is black, but the cage is lit up and you're just like, that's the only thing you kind of like focus on. I think I just look, kind of look down at my feet, you know, make sure I'm walking forward, you know, step by step kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, it's like once you get in there, like everything else just kind of gets shut off around you. Um, and yeah, you're just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a crazy feeling. I've, to be honest with you, you know, I, I think, the last time I actually fought was a, uh, a professional boxing match here in Columbus. So I've not had that feeling and shoot probably about four years now. And, uh, just kind of reminiscing on it, you know, kind of gets you excited a little, a little bit, but, uh, boxing is a little different though, right? Like for sure. I would say I was nervous, but it didn't, it wasn't like, it's quite scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, you know, not, like, not taking anything away from that. Like, it's just, you know, it's different. You, I think the more restrictions or rules you have, like, on a, you know, I don't know if I want to say, like, sport, but, like, the more sport it becomes, like, with the more rules that you implement, and it's, like, you know, it's a little less chaos and, like, things to take into consideration, like, boxing versus MMA well, you're not going to end up um, on your back getting punched in the face in boxing. So it's like a little less scary. <laughs> Boxing's scary, don't get me wrong, but it's a little less scary. I for guess. sure. And, yeah, I think coming from, like, you know, I would say more so growing up as, like, a grappler, it was definitely stepping outside of my comfort zone a little bit. <laughs> I think in my – so – yeah, I took like two boxing fights and I think in the first one I actually kind of like fell into like a double leg, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but um you know, you 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 kind of 
go off instinct sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was uh, all in good fun, though. But, yeah, I remember, like, back for that, you know, that amateur MMA fight, that first fight, um, stuff just happened so quickly, you know. It's like ref says fight, you know. it's It was literally, like, over – it felt like a blink of an eye. Um, but it, it, it's weird because it's like – time is so distorted like it's it's fast but it also feels like it's forever <laughs> i don't know it's it's hard to understand and like really articulate i think to to people that have not experienced that before um especially you know i think over time as you get you know more experience under your belt like you learn how to manage that and like be in that moment a little more rather than having that strict tunnel vision where you know, everything's just kind of in like a weird dimension. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's hard to be present. I feel like that kind of comes with time. In the beginning, you're just kind of reacting because it does feel so fast. <laughs> yeah, just solely relying on your training and hopefully, you know, you did the right things to uh, to react the right way. And, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, thankfully that first night, that first fight, I, I was able to react the right way. <laughs> um, I think, uh, ended up getting a, uh, like a 10 finger guillotine. Um, and actually the funny thing, like a few months before that, um, like the WEC was in town back in the day, kind of dating, you know, where we were at. And, uh, I, I want to say it was, Scott Jurgensen, I think, hit like a 10 finger up against the cage and uh, it was in Columbus and like finished this dude and uh, um, like had just started kind of like learning that. And it was like, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> finished my first fight with a with a 10 finger. It was it was kind of fun, kind of kind of exciting at the time. But yeah, so that was that was really the experience of the first one. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of build up to it for some of that was over pretty quickly and uh I don't know it was just a wild ride <laughs> after that first fight did you know you wanted to keep doing it like was your goal did you see it as something that you had like long-term goals with yeah I think over like I think it got like I got more serious about it like progressively over time you know like as I started training more you know I think at that point yeah I was probably only training for like a handful of months and then, you know, some things changed like around town here, you know, we had some new gyms kind of open up that were a little more geared towards, you know, what I was saying at the beginning with like a centralized location where they were offering all, um, you know, all martial arts under like one, one roof, you know, so they had like Muay, you know, you could get your Muay Thai in, you could get your jujitsu in and, uh, you know, then had some opportunities to where, you know, we had some people coming to town to do some seminars. And uh, that was actually how I got the opportunity to first go up to Milwaukee. And I think at that point, um, I went up there over winter break in college for my first time. And, uh, um, you know, at that, at that point, I think that's kind of like where my mindset shifted to where it was like, okay, you know, I think I think I could, you know, I'd like to pursue this thing a little, you know, further than, you know, just surface level of where I was at at the time. You moved um, up to Milwaukee to train. So you were 
pretty serious about it. Um, and you went pro, right? And you had a couple of fights there when you were there, right? Yeah, yeah, just a just a hand a handful of fights, um, you know, under like when I was training up in uh, up in Milwaukee, uh, took my first professional fight there, and then uh, ended up having one back here in Columbus as well. Like I'm, you know, still on like the regional scene, um, you know, ran, ran into some like, you know, you're at, you know, as as a mixed martial artist, you know, you're you're always going to run into, I would say you know, maybe call them roadblocks, bumps in the road, um, you know, came across like a hip injury that kind of sidelined me for a little while and, uh, about 11 months. And like within that 11 months, I had made the move, uh, back to Columbus after, uh, I want to say around like two, maybe a little over two years in Milwaukee. Um, so, and then, you know, life just kind of, took a little bit of a different direction. I had, uh, at that point, like as I was injured, you know, that, that lifestyle, especially when you're, you know, in your early twenties, you're kind of working odd and in jobs to, uh, you know, just <laughs> pay for cost of living. And, uh, you know, had, had tried to, was working on a business, you know, that I was trying to start, um, just on my own. And, uh, ended up reaching out to some, some guys here in Columbus for some guidance on that and a different opportunity opened up for me at the time. And it, it made sense then, um, to me to, you know, take advantage of that. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's just where life kind of shifted. Um, took a few boxing matches, like why that hip was still kind of healing and, uh, yeah, here we are. So <laughs> it's, a tough lifestyle it's hard to give up but um it's totally an unreasonable unre lifestyle <laughs> it's, yeah i would say it's a very selfish lifestyle um and like but like in a good way you know it's not like yeah. you're being selfish to like spite other people around you you know it's most of the time you're doing it to provide for yourself or other people around you. And, you know, you're really trying to, I think in essence, you know, just pursue something to be like the best version of yourself at it, you know, and like people do that in different avenues and, you know, mixed martial arts happens to be one of them. You know, it's mm -hmm. very drastically different than the route that the majority of people choose to take. But uh, for the ones that do, you know, you definitely got to tip your hat to them. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no matter what you do with it, I think if you train at a certain level for a period of time, you totally evolve as a person and learn a lot about yourself too. Even though I don't fight anymore, I still, I don't know. I love that level of training. I, I love being able to see things in yourself and I am all about promoting other people doing that you know I miss it I can't train like that anymore yeah physically either outside of just having kids and whatnot but I I miss that type of training but I can still incorporate it in ways and I still have evolved because of it you know and in anything you once you learn how to like take it to 
the limits in anything, I feel like you can be like that with anything else or with everything. I think a lot of that, you know, really like the principles that you develop, like through that commitment to something like that. Yeah. Like what you were saying, really, really translate over into, you know, anything else you do in life and, you know, being at the gym that, you know, we were at up in Milwaukee, you know, it's a, it's a world-class gym, you know, with, uh, within that spectrum, that sport and, you know, just, just dedicating your life to that process, you know, no matter what happens, you're gonna, you're gonna continue to develop as a person from that, I think, in my mind. And it's, it's such a hard, like, like what you were saying, lifestyle to kind of get away from, you know, like now it's like, I still, you know, nowadays I mostly just train jujitsu and try to compete in jujitsu as, as frequently as I can, you know, with, uh, you know, work and other things out just with life. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, like what you were saying, it's just such a hard, such a hard thing to get away from. And especially, you know, like the community around it too, you know, I think, there's no other, I don't think there's any other like outlet that allows you to get as close to people in such a short amount of time as like what martial arts does. And, uh, I think that actually like was pretty like brought to the forefront to me. Like when I, uh, recently took, you know, like a trip over to the Philippines, um, in like 2019 and 20, um, for work actually. And luckily, you know, found some good jujitsu there that, uh, that helped me like notice that, you know, I guess. So now tell me about your new venture. I mean, it's still somewhat within the industry. Would you call it like a lifestyle clothing brand? Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, funny thing is, you know, kind of like how I was talking that that first one was kind of going after back in like 2014 with that hip injury. Um, uh, I want to say late 2020, um, like beginning of 2021, um, I was coming off a foot surgery and, uh, you know, you, you definitely get a lot of time on your hands when you're in a cast and uh, not able to train and, wheels start spinning and um yeah I you know um started to develop this uh apparel like mixed martial arts like apparel company um really related to the things that we've kind of been touching on here is really like uh you know to me I think it's a it's a platform that allows you know like my artistic side to come out and really try to communicate like these principles and kind of like the mindset that one essentially like starts to adopt like from their involvement in in martial arts um and kind of highlighting like the culture um around that and trying to you know present it in an artistic way that you know hopefully encourages people to you know want to want to give it a a shot and, you know, see what it can do for them, you know, whether if they're looking to compete or, you know, just be around a group of people that are really going to help them to like push themselves to, you know, really um, just try to be the best person that they can be, you know, whether if that's on the mat or outside, just in day-to-day life. So 
So you would you say that's like your mission is to kind of spread that that lifestyle and that knowledge? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think like at a very base level, I would say that's kind of like my purpose with it. And I think that's what I was trying to do. Um, so like the first one was called MMA Connect, which, you know, I was trying to go around to like different gyms and, you know, was trying to develop like an app at the time where it was like highlighting different gyms in different regions, trying to give people like a better understanding of a gym's culture prior to them like visiting um, or deciding that they want to go there to train, um, you know, like long-term. Because um, like back in the day, you know, now it's definitely, I would say more mainstream, you know, UFC's on ESPN, they're having fights like every weekend. Um, you know, now you're getting kids, you know, starting up in jujitsu when they're, you know, four or five years old. Um, and uh, it was kind of hard to get that idea back in the day. Um, I think, like I say, back in the day, like 2010, like when I first started, it's really not that long ago. But um, yeah, and then now with with the, with the new venture, uh, so it's called Visionary, um, which is Japanese for visionary. And uh you know, I was, I was able to, I was pretty lucky, like stumbling, um, had an old buddy of mine that had some experience like within the industry and then came across another big guy, another guy here locally. Um, and things just kind of fell into place pretty organically. So, um, yeah, I would say that's going back to your question. I, I kind of got long winded there, but yeah, that would, that would be the purpose really trying to, you know, show people like what the mindset and like philosophy that I've kind of adopted for myself over these past 10, 11 years and hopefully encouraging others to kind of take that leap themselves. That's amazing. I love your gear. I love all the design and aesthetics. It's awesome. It's kind of hard to find, um, I don't know, brands in the industry that are, stylish more stylish something that you'd want to wear outside of training so um, I'm excited for it I hope it grows and I'm looking forward to seeing it grow um, your website is visionary.com yep visionary.com so that's b-i-j-o-n-a-r-i.com okay um, Instagram is uh, visionary underscore so again b-i-j-o-n-a-r-i underscore yeah, you know, we're definitely in the very early stages. Our first release was in uh, November, and, uh, you know, we, we had a little release party with that. We did a uh, – uh, we collaborated here locally with a uh, jiu-jitsu instructor. Um, you know, I think we had 50 people uh, come to the seminar, um, you know, kind of brought them together. We had a DJ there playing some, you know, live music uh, you know, had some food, um, some hors d'oeuvres to give out afterwards. And, uh, it was just cool. You know, that's really like our goal is to bring people together like that within the community. And, uh, you know, what we're shooting for is really like a, a themed approach to all of our releases. So really like, you know, taking, taking those philosophies and kind of, um, presenting like an overall theme with them with an artistic twist. So, you know, we're, we're pushing to get our next one out in May and uh, that one we're going to start to kind of navigate towards offering more than just apparel, you know, 
getting in some rash guards, training shorts, and, uh, you know, like what you were saying, something that's artistic, not, not too loud and in your face, you know, something that, uh, you know, you, you could wear, you know, to go work out in, to go to the gym or just, you know, everyday apparel. So. Yeah, we've come a long way from the affliction days. So <laughs> Thank you. something new and fresh. <laughs> I love it though. I'm excited to see where it goes. That's one thing I love about fighting and training. It's such a small world, you know, like everyone I know from Milwaukee, I still see people at fights that come out here to Atlantic City to fight and everywhere you go, it's fun to like stay in touch and see how everyone is. It's like a little family we have. I still keep in touch with a bunch of people and that's my favorite part about fighting is it's like a little club of people from all over the world and it's small, you know, like you, you see people everywhere you go. You can't get away from some people, so. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, yeah. And then, like you know, I think, like, through that, like, just the nature of the sport, it's, like, that connection with you have, that you have with that person is, like, I would say so much more than just, like, surface level, <laughs> you know, like, with yeah. other, I guess, acquaintances in life or friendships and things like that. So, yeah, no, I think sometimes it gets tough you know, stay in touch with people. But, you know, I, I think, you know, it's always, yeah, you get, it's always easy to catch up quickly with, with that community, I would say. <laughs> For sure. Like, obviously the people that I like and consider my, <laughs> my friends, it's like, I always feel like we're friends. It's like, I can't speak on actually going to war, but uh, I feel like when you're, you train like that at that level it, you've been in the trenches with someone and you know them way better and they've seen sides of you that a lot of people don't get to see so I feel like that's always a bond that doesn't just go away so oh no highs and lows highest of highs and lows <laughs> lowest of lows sitting in the hot bathtubs trying to cut weight <laughs> 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 yeah to getting the hand raised and you know going to hang out afterwards so it's uh yeah it's a it's a fun lifestyle and i think it's a it's a great community hopefully uh more people get the chance to be a part of over time so yeah i'm happy to hear you're still like training and competing and i plan on getting back into that once i have a little extra time i want to at least do jujitsu competitions it's amazing well good luck with your new business venture i'm excited about it i'll make posts on it so people can find you um on instagram and thanks for coming on the show i appreciate it yeah thanks for having me that was fun thanks again everyone for tuning in and being patient on our two-week hiatus thanks to our new addition to the family nina you know how it goes with newborns kind of hard to get anything done but we are back. We'll still be posting new podcasts on Tuesdays. Um, you can tune in on any podcast listening app. I like to use Spotify personally. Um, also, thank you to my friend Corey, fellow Midwesterner. We met years ago, and he's still competing and starting a new company. You can check him out at bijonari.com. And his Instagram handle is 
at B-I-J-O-N-A-R-I underscore. So you can check out his gear. I love his clothing. Um, and he'll have more coming up too as well. Um, check us out on Instagram and our website, firstfightpodcast.com and at the first fight. So once again, Nina, thank you for being my co-host. <laughs> you can hear her little baby noises in the background, but... We are multitasking here, and we will have another episode for you next week. Thanks again. 